One, two, three. She got goals. 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 Hello and welcome and thank you for tuning in to our fifth podcast episode. Five, y'all. I feel like we should celebrate and do like a special dance. I'm drinking my wine. Okay, Mm -hmm. I ran out of my wine, but uh, yes, what we what. I am tongue twisted from the wine. Sorry, everybody. Okay. Well, our mission is is to support and motivate women in countless areas of life. Our goal is to mentor the next woman going through career heartaches, mm. relationship woes, mm. family drama. Why do I always say I like that? I don't know. I always do that. <laughs> Loss of a loved one and everyday chick stuff. Yes, yes. And I'm Shayna. And I'm Daynette. And we are two alpha females who are both learning and navigating life after 40. So this is She Got Goals podcast, which, by the way, <laughs> we are live. We are available. Yes, we're we on are. Spotify, y'all. Yay! She Got Goals with no spaces. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at She Got Goals podcast. And then if you have any comments, if you have any feedback, if you have any questions, if you want to suggest a topic, you can email us at she got goals podcast she got goals podcast at gmail.com so tonight what we wanted to talk about was um this is going to be very deep right i can't wait to hear what comes out our topic tonight is what is one thing that you would tell your younger self and I couldn't decide on an age because, you know, there's so many pivotal moments in your youth at 16, at 18, at 21, at 25, where so many, a little whisper in my ear from my future self may have put me on a different path. So I'm not going to put an age mark on it, but I will say that um, it's important to, not important, I was just reflecting on how my life could be completely different had had I done something yeah you know besides investing in the stock market before it crashed in 2007 you know <laughs> I could be rich um outside of that what is something that I might tell myself I'm gonna ask you first because I'm I'm a little nervous what's something you know it's not what I have to say <laughs> what's something you would tell a younger Shayna and what age would you tell her this at age 28, I will tell myself the following. Oh, Lord. Hey. Thank you, brand Nubian. Thank you. Uh, we, we have no rights to that music, by the way. Go ahead. But it, it is important for me to say it is. at age 28, mm-hmm. I would have... I, I should have known to slow down Mm -hmm. and yet my parents told me to slow down, but it was went in one ear out the other. Let me tell you what age 28 compromise. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, age 28, um, encompass it, it took care of a lot of check marks in one year. You won't be like, Oh my God. I'm ready. At age 28, I got married. Mm Hmm. Got married, 
had a dream wedding on the beach mm-hmm. out of banks. It was fun. Then I bought a car. I bought my favorite car, which actually I was trying to buy a two-door convertible because mm-hmm. it was, of course, pre-Jackson because I just got married. Trying, I wanted to be fly. Could afford a Jaguar. Could not get the Jaguar because my man <laughs> could not fit in that Jaguar. So I had to really settle small. and get a <laughs> sedan. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Well, I had so, uh, please tell me what you're going to tell your younger self about this car. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, get what you want. Yes. Get what you, I should have got Ooh, that yes. Jaguar SKA. That mm-hmm. was what I was looking at. But his tall behind so could not fit. And I was upset. Looking, giving him the evil eye at the dealership. Like, see what you done made me do? But anyway, I got married. Mm-hmm. I got car. Really wasn't the car that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I also got a business. Mm. And invested a lot of money. Mm. Several zeros and not a lot. That's a lot. A lot <laughs> of money. <laughs> To a franchise that did not open. It didn't open ever? It didn't open ever. Oh, wow. But a lot of money (laughs) is gone. Poof. Be gone. And another thing that I did, purchase a house out of state. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. R, my R dream house my our <laughs> my house our house because we because we was married in charlotte north carolina and meanwhile both of our jobs was here in dc <laughs> <laughs> so yes that is why i play brand newbie and slow down mm-hmm. and yes that's why i can reflect the you play, tender sorry. age of 28 you bought this house and you bought this car and you opened not opened this business all in the same and got married and got married all in the same year yeah yeah so now you understand why i play brand new me and i kind of do yeah i don't know you what the lot. heck i was thinking it's like i had everything all my dreams wanted to come to fruition all in like 30 seconds like <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and i was just like oh my god like i really should have taking the time to say mm-hmm. yes to some like the marriage and checked in and did the marriage thing for a whole year and then started to open the new chapters like get a car uh business still look at the opportunity only reason why i did the business because the real estate market which you said in 2007 crashed right. and i was in real estate thriving right and i was scared to go into corporate america Mm-hmm. And have the nine to five that I told y'all in an earlier podcast that was scaring me. And I wanted to be my own boss. Mm-hmm. So I felt paying my way would get me to where I was and taking a risk. And that was like the biggest risk and setback yeah. of my life. So you would tell yourself not to do one or all? I would tell myself to slow down. <laughs> slow, slow down. Maybe spread it out over a couple years. Uh, spread it. This should have been like a five-year plan. Okay. <laughs> this should have been a five-year plan. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, marriage is fine. 
then I should have, you know, got the car after we got our finance together. Are we mm-hmm. used to having combining two incomes and right. got the car? That would have made more sense, right? Right. And then the business would have came until we actually opened a store. <laughs> then, then we should have bought a house. <laughs> Not buy a house before the business yes. opened. So, yeah, yeah, I did things so unorthodox that I had to pay for it dearly. Mm-hmm. And and you, your mother was telling you, oh, that was the other episode. Yes. Your mother was telling you that you needed to slow down. Yes. And you was not trying to hear it. No, my parents were telling me that <laughs> to slow down and I was not trying to hear it. It just felt good to be a young African, African-American couple mm-hmm. to own uh, a franchise in emerging market. They, they never mm-hmm. had this franchise in this area. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that got us, because I just want to open a one, but the proposition was you can't only, you can't open one in this emerging market. You got to open three stores. Oh. So that was like, you, you, you're all in or you're not. So we felt like, oh, we're going to be, it's going to be so profitable. One, we just opened stores two and three. And that was the biggest mistake of our, of our, of our lives. Mm-hmm. Is still paying for it till today, mm. and wow. I like I said, I'm still paying for that still today. Mm-hmm. So I would tell anybody um, that take your time mm. and to slow down, like <laughs> like the song, and aim for a five year plan is always a good way to get started with any goal. Five years. Just, I don't even give myself five years in the right now. So I give myself like yearly goals. Like okay. trying to hit like a yearly goal. No, but on, on the scale of what you all were trying to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That should have been absolutely <laughs> five year plan. Yes. And um yeah, it should have. I think if you have the those four areas, marriage, house, car, business, those are huge, huge, huge milestones. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's like one huge milestone a year mm-hmm. you can like a- achieve. So I think that's great. That's a good idea. At the time for my 28-year-old self, but now my 41-year-old self mm-hmm. knows better now right. and took the financial whipping (laughs) and uh got uh the rejection Mm -hmm. um and it was a lot it was a lot for a young married couple to go through Mm -hmm. and then try to build from the loss was that was that was a lot it wasn't we went into it with a big ego and came out like damn we got whooped mm-hmm. like we should not have done that financially yeah it was one of like age 28 i would have told myself to slow down and really listen to the people you know the people that matter to say yeah you're right they might be saying something worthwhile listening to yeah so that was my experience what would what, what about you what is your experience what age and what was it well, I'm not 100% sure of the age. I just, while you were talking, <laughs> it was in my early 20s. Okay. Um, and mine's is more career focused. Okay. Um, and I'm trying not to go too far into it because we have a whole nother career episode coming. But I was, while you were talking, I was looking through my Facebook and trying to find my very first Facebook post from whatever year I joined Facebook. And uh, it says 2008. 
Dang, that doesn't sound old enough. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, these well, pictures we saying about eleven years. These pictures are from before two thousand eight. So, I'm I'm looking at these these photos, and Shane, I don't know if I ever told you. There's a point in my life where I had gotten laid off, and I was a poet. Like you before. did tell me that. I think me and Renata like was like <gasps> for for uh, two whole years. I, all I did was do poetry. That's how I paid my rent. Let me see. I had a book. Um, it was called Afrolicious, I think. Oh my God. Uh, Afrolicious? It, was called, it was called Twisted, Twisted Is this you? Afro. Yeah, that's, no, that's not me. That's not me. Oh. Uh, that's one of my poet friends. We, we were like a whole gang of poetry oh people. Oh my God. It was such, I was going to say that there's some, the story that I would tell my younger self <laughs> now I was going to say is I shouldn't have taken those two years to be unemployed and go live my dreams. But the truth of the matter is. What? Don't say that. It was a it dream was, killer. It was the most amazing two years of unemployment. Uh, in an earlier episode where I told you I slept in my car, that's why. Because poetry don't pay no money. <laughs> Let me just tell y'all. Ain't that many poetry songs on the radio, y'all. So I know. What's the salary? Uh, the the a, salary. A, a, a at the poetry. time, these books were $5 each. So we <laughs> Kinko's was where you stay. All the Kinko's was 24 hours. We do a poetry show that always had an after party. That's how you get people to come to the poetry show. So the poetry ends around 10 and then we club until like 1 and then we go to the Kinko's until like between 2am and 4 5 then we go have breakfast what was that the Kinko's again that's how you got the books printed oh. remember this is when I was like 22 from 22 to 25 ish uh, so if you wanted a book you write it up yourself I don't think many people... We had computers, but nobody really had printers. And to mass produce, <laughs> you had to go to Kinko's to print it out to make your book so that you have a product to sell. Oh, my God. We would go on tour. I've been as far as New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, as far south as Florida. Not me personally featuring, but just going with my poetry crew and I get to go up there and open up for people. It was the most amazing time. Really? It was I met a, I met lots of famous people. I met lots of regular people. These this person in, in particular, I'm going to shout out these people cuz they're going to hear this. This is Femi the Dry Fish. He's still doing poetry <laughs> right now. Femi is freaking amazing. Uh Sir that's Rains his, That's his career still today? Yes, yeah, so today. I was just looking at his page on Facebook the other day. He's still doing it. And cl- some people can make a career of that's it. That's all I say. Is he, is, he, is he successful? He like is. He, he okay. Now, now, I wasn't. But. Well, we know that. We're not in the field now. Well, my thing was, I've never really been one to struggle. So it was fun when I was 21, 22, 23. But as I said before, I, I like to know where my next paycheck coming from. And I couldn't sell enough books for me to buy Gucci and gold. You know what I'm saying? Well, within that two years, I know your mama, because I know mama would say, uh, Danette, what is your, what is your a, career was, status? I, you said, mommy. Mama, I'm I a poet. A, I'm my, a po- my parents. What do parents. you call yourself? You're a what? Oh, I was Afro. It, it was supposed to be Aphrodisia, but <laughs> <laughs> I just called me Afro. Um, and I was kind of, I was 22. The siblings that are now 26 and 27 were clearly little kids back then. I was kind of separate from my family. Not separate, but I was in Baltimore. They were here. So what I did out there was none of their business. Where I lived, (laughs) how I paid my bills, was none of their concern. I had a car and it still ran and I wasn't asking them for money. So it worked out. 
Moral of the story is those two years of unemployment, being a full time poet and songstress, and having a songstress. Oh yes, I I sang, I sang on people's poetry CD. Girl, I did a lot. Oh my god, <laughs> it was the most amazing experience. And then one day I was like, you know what? I need a job. <laughs> I need money. Like this is not. It's fun, but I need. I like to travel. I like to have stuff. So I got this job at, uh, I'm not even going to say the name of the company, but it's how I got into uh, audiovisual work. I would tell myself not to stay so long. I stayed with that company 10 years. Oh, I remember you telling me this. And and it wasn't a bad company. It was just a bad situation um, because I, I stayed 10 years and then the company got bought and I left immediately because I didn't like the new culture. But I would have told myself not to get comfortable and stay so long because mm. it wasn't until those 10 years were over and I left that I finally was able to go back to school and get my degrees mm. and, and all the stuff I had wanted to do over those 10 years I couldn't do because in that job I was the manager I was working in the hotel industry which is like a 24 hour industry mm. I just didn't have the time I didn't have time to devote to my personal life either either which is why I was single for so long because I was always at work and I thought I was grinding. I thought I had a career. Little did I know that company was great for my growth, but I didn't need to spend 10 years there to get to the point that I am now to get the skill set that I mm -hmm, developed. Mm -hmm. And I still, I, I still look back on that company with fondness. If they asked, they asked me actually every couple of years to come back. Wow. Because I, I, I had a great relationship with a lot of people. But I definitely should not have stayed so long. And I, I felt like the reason I thought of this topic is because I was driving home today and I was thinking there's somebody out there who is struggling with a decision on what to do with their life. They feel like they're stuck. They're stuck. I waited too long. It's too late. And I felt like I needed to say to them, I, I waited 10 years <laughs> before I went back to finish a bachelor's degree and I kept going and did a master's degree. And it, I'm not saying it's def it's not hard because it was, that was four years of the most difficult time of trying to live my life, be mm -hmm. a good girlfriend, be a good sister, be a good daughter, travel the world. Cause you know how I like to travel. And I still got homework to do while I'm sitting on the plane in Italy. Like, it was the hardest thing I've ever done, but it was so worth it. Whoever's out there listening who, who needed to hear that, something on my heart said, somebody is struggling with a decision and they feel like they missed their opportunity. And, and I didn't miss out. You know, what, what happened happened. It, it brought me to where I am today. But if I had the chance to tell myself anything, I would say for the sake of longevity, you, you don't have to stay with the company just because. That's a good point, because, I mean, me being in the federal government, mm -hmm. I often question, like, what is my next chapter? Mm -hmm. um, and I know we say we're going to talk about it, 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 we were going to talk about this until, like, our career segment, but I feel like I need to share this. I have all, I would say, since I've been working, I have a good percentage of uh, being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. when I was in real estate and I did the readers or started to get the business. And I feel like I have that in me. I you feel do. like I, I have that entrepreneurship uh, and uh, that mindset, that thinking embedded in me. So one day I will do something mm -hmm. 
that's gonna um, I'm gonna work for myself. I don't know if the end of the road I will be in the government. I can't say that. I don't think I will be. I feel like I, I God has another purpose mm-hmm, for me, mm-hmm. and um, as close and quickly I'm climbing up the corporate ladder. I'm going to get to that ladder, I believe, very soon. Mm-hmm. So if you reach a certain mindset and you're at a, a really young age to do that, then you start to think about what's next. What's next, yeah. And so I have just pondered that. I have been thinking, like, okay, uh, what do you want to do? Well, I remember my younger self say when I was in high school that I wanted to be the next Dr. Roof. I wanted to be a sex therapist. You did? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was a virgin wanted to be a sex therapist. Hi, I'm the world. How? I'm going to coach Lord anybody. Jesus. I know. And I really wanted to be so bad. I really, I think because you know what you, you know how you had like the PK kid mm. and you, you, and you like hell and they, they go radical because of life because they just what, always. What's a PK kid? Preacher's kid. PK oh, okay. kid. Sorry. So I was the one the flip on the reverse end. Like I was a virgin, but wanted to experience it, but couldn't experience it and wanted to be it. Like I wanted to be a sex therapist. So you wanted to. <laughs> talk about it <laughs> so i want to talk and counsel people in their um sexual dysfunction but uh-huh. uh and i had no clue well, oh my lord i know and i actually wrote an essay paper on it oh, wow <laughs> i wish i could find that essay paper <laughs> anyway so i feel like maybe a counselor maybe i don't know our people say i'm a i could be a great defense attorney i feel like wow. i i definitely can negotiate and, and I don't know. We'll know. We'll talk about it in the other episodes. But what I, I would tell my 28-year-old self to mm-hmm. reflect back to why we are um, talking about and sharing our, um, our stories is I, for one, would... The marriage was fine because I've been... I, I knew uh, my husband for like four or five years before I get married. So I can't say that I wasn't ready to get married because I, I believe that I was. But I should have focus on the marriage mm-hmm. first and then gradually bought other material things in our life um you know eventually mm-hmm. later if you could well if you had the power right now mm-hmm. would you change any aspect of your past yeah you would I even would. though the lesson has been learned you need the lesson I'm shoot, I want my money back. What you talking about? That was like close to a hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna be honest. You, you okay. know, people we don't stumble across money like that no, often. Right. And right. unless you inherit it or win the lottery. Mm-hmm. Hello, play your numbers, bingo, mm-hmm. bingo sure can't get it. So I definitely that was a huge pill to swallow then also the bit the house we had the house went to foreclosure and that's on your credit for for seven years thank god is is off my credit but i'm being we're going we're being transparent on this podcast so i'm keeping it real like i went through a struggle we had two three mortgages at the time we Mm. had three mortgages at the time so we had to prioritize and pay the mortgage that we were actually living in Mm -hmm. and we weren't living in charlotte so what something (laughs) had to go so Mm -hmm. it was like rolling the dice what what do you do what's beneficial for you at the time mm-hmm. and that's what happened but it cost me in the long run like I said I'm still paying for it right. like even though I finally got off my credit it still is a reflection of I did something bad and right. I try to 
have good credit, but life happens. I mean, I mean, come on, life happens. Um, life happens. So that's what I would tell anybody listening. I know everyone has an Excel spreadsheet of what they have in their mind, and uh-huh. you do too, David. I do. You're right. But I think that over time and the more life experiences that you encounter, you would try, you would change your mindset, mm-hmm. and also. I always will go back and say having older, wiser people. I will give a shout out to uh, um, uh, Mr. Wilson. I'm going to just call him Mr. Wilson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember two years ago when I was contemplating moving to Virginia, and I wanted to go. I wanted to move to Virginia and buy a car. And I was I was doing the same pattern I did when I was 28. Yeah. I just wanted to yeah. boom, boom, hit it and get it. And and he was like, no, mm-hmm. you, you're doing this, this dangerous cycle. You need to wait and see how your new payment will be in Virginia. That's true. And then get acclimated to your new utility payments. Like he was talking to me like, hey, Shayna. He was making sense. He was making sense. And mm-hmm. I can be able to, um, I appreciated that because I listened to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad is two years later now I finally got my dream car but it's it's like a dream truck and I'm I'm, I'm happy right. that I waited two years after living um, in Virginia mm-hmm. to be able to see what I can and cannot afford because right. the old Shannon that we still have we still have our Inside old bad us. patterns yes. That, you know, it's good to talk to people that give you a good mindset. And I listen this time. So the, the old Shayna listened this time. <laughs> I, wanna say, I told you not to get that car then, too. So you know. Did you? I did. I told you then you wasn't ready. What car was I trying to get? The same car? It was a Volvo, I think. Was it the Volvo? Yeah. It, it was, was on my vision board. And I was like, you, you moving to Virginia and you don't know how this whole Walter thing going to work out. Like, <laughs> But, you know. Another thing I wanted to add, uh, something that I would would say to my younger self and you would should too, is to remind them that you're not the only person who's feeling this way. So so feeling the way that I want it all and I want it now and oh, I got to yeah, have yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. In your case, in my case, I was feeling like uh, <laughs> I got to do. I have to stay in this job. I have to have some stability. I have to be here and, and make it work. Where in reality, I should have been thinking, I got to think about myself and think about my future and plan out my career and find something better. So that's something I would remind myself. Um, Another reason this came up in my mind today is because my work husband and I were talking about our... (laughs) You know, everybody got a work husband. Not I. You, You, girl... Okay. Well, I've been at my job now for a little over five years and I've had the same one person and he and I are just where we go. That's my person. I see every day when I go to work. So I call him my work husband. (laughs) So we're talking about transitions and careers and um, he's unsure what he wants to do, you know, with his future. If he wants to stay, if he wants to go and and me as well. I just got into my position almost two years ago and I'm trying to decide if I want to stay or not. And I had to point out to him, I was like, husband. You know, we're only 40 years old. I think he's 41. Do you know that we have at least a good, if we retire at 62 to 65, we have more than 20 more years of work left to do? Hey, Danette, really? Listen, did you really have to put that number out? I, I'm sorry, but oh think God. about it. So the point is, is a silver lining to this. If you want to do something else, 
you can do a whole nother career for 20 years. <laughs> but damn, you say two decades, of course you could do a whole no, new career. No, I'm saying it's not like it's too late to change careers is the point. I know what I get what you say, but thank you for the two decades in front Shana, of me. We're still young is the point. We got time. <laughs> It's okay that we got two more decades to still, if we don't become entrepreneurs in the next 10 years, we still have two more. Dang, now I just made myself sad. You made me sad. Look at my face. I was trying to motivate people that it's okay that no matter what age you are, you don't have to stay stuck where you are. There's still time to make a change. Could you stop with this face, please? <laughs> There's still time to make a change and do something else. So don't stay stuck. For example, if you are uh, the person who takes the coins at the Metro, do people still do that? No. That's how know. old I am. You know uh, what? Maybe you work at the laundromat, but you want a job with a desk. You don't got to work at the laundromat for the rest of your life. You can do something else. <laughs> yes, that I support you with what you're saying. I'm done. Okay, so I, let me give a better example. So Thank she's, you. you coming up with extinct <laughs> jobs. They don't take change. I think it's not automatic, okay? There's no daggone person sitting there. Everything's all automatic. <laughs> automated. I mean, okay. So I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example is I think Sean Connery, which is my uh, white my white chocolate really until i found out he was gay i didn't know that he's but gay i think so. I, yeah i think I we gotta research that okay <laughs> but it was no no is it him or was another gentleman that came i don't think it's him because i think sean connery's been in, in the in the acting world but it's an actor that is mm-hmm. really popular but mm-hmm. didn't start acting until much later oh i can say the guy from blackish um anthony, anthony. um the Ooh. one the, the, the what's his the name dad. anthony anthony, anthony. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good example that he went to Howard and he became an actor. He's not gay, by the way. Sean Connery is not gay. Is he? Oh. he he's been married twice and they're both women. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. It was like white chocolate. Thanks, Google. <laughs> okay. But anyway, what I'm trying to say to support what Danette was saying with her old example is that mm-hmm. there are people that took a moment and looked in there looked in the mirror and say, mm-hmm. Listen, I know I can do something different. And they did. They took a risk and they did and they paid off. That's true. You know, there's he's one of um oh shoot. What's his name that always plays the voice of God? Oh, 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 uh, black um, guy. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman uh, didn't start till he was like him and John Witherspoon, from what I understand, didn't start till they were like in their forties or fifties. Morgan Freeman been looking old. <laughs> he started out on Sesame Street in the seventies, and he was um, already like older, from hmm, what I understand. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Thanks yeah. for bringing my point home. That You're it's welcome. never too late. That's all I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my. Okay. Well, um, the the <laughs> I hope that we we did a good job of driving the point home that it's never too late to make a change, and no matter what you want to tell your younger self, there's always a, a life lesson in everything that you've gone through. That was the whole point of the night's podcast. So, um, my quote for tonight to wrap this up. <clears throat> you all right? My my quote. Oh no! Where's my quote? That's what I was like. Where's my quote? <laughs> I got it. Okay, so my quote for tonight: um, Our time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. And that's a quote by Steve Jobs. Hmm. 
happy jobs mm-hmm. he's another one that uh it took him some time to get to where he was mm-hmm. yeah that's a good that's a good quote from steve jobs Thank yeah you. so here's another one here's one um in an age of speed i began to think nothing could be more invigorating than going slow in an age of distraction nothing can feel more luxurious than paying attention at an age of constant movement nothing is more urgent than sitting still wow by pico Iyer. okay that was wonderful. Wasn't it? <laughs> Let's give two snaps for that. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> well, we've come to the end of our podcast. And as usual, as usual, excuse me, we invite you to please flood us with your questions, your comments, your feedback. We definitely welcome your feedback. Tell us how we're doing. Um, when you search for us on Spotify or Stitcher or TuneIn or Google Podcasts, tell us where you found us and, and make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that you can get our episodes every Wednesday. Yes, our weekly Wednesday podcast. Yes. And again, you can find us and reach us on Facebook and Instagram at She Got Goals Podcast. And you can email us at She Got Goals Podcast at gmail.com. So, as usual, it's been a pleasure. Until next time. Good night.